Hey everybody, happy Financial Literacy Wellness Month. It's true. April is Financial Literacy Wellness Month, and I'm so happy to be here today to talk with you about it. Welcome to a new Pennywise podcast. I'm Terry Barr, your host. And joining me today, I'm thrilled because it's Kimberly Palmer. Kimberly is a personal finance expert with NerdWallet. She's going to help us understand why this whole month is the time to take care of you and your finances. Okay, Kimberly, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right. So Financial Literacy Month. Why do we care? (laughs) I really think financial literacy, it's the backbone of feeling empowered and living the life that you want to live. Because if you are more informed about the financial decisions that you're making and you know you're making smart ones, then you can work towards things that you really want, whether it's buying a house or vacation or whatever your goals are. So I think financial literacy is really all about empowerment. That is excellent. Okay. Now that makes me feel strong and ready to hit this and really do it. So there is a quiz. It's, it's very short. It's very easy. I took it. And this can help you kind of test your financial health and wellness. Okay. We'll, we'll be sharing this with all of you in our show notes so that you can take a look at this as well. But Kimberly, what I have to tell you is um, it ended up showing me I have a lot more to learn Is that okay? Should all of us just keep learning when it comes to our financial health? You know, it's a process for everyone. And I think that wherever you are, you can learn more, you can expand. And so it really is all about first figuring out where you are in your own journey with financial literacy. And that's why I think starting with a quiz is so fun because it gives you a little self-assessment. Who doesn't like taking a quiz? And it just gives you a sense, you know, what are my weak spots? What do I need to work on? And we all have things to work on. And so it can be a fun place to start and just kick off your journey and give you kind of a roadmap to figuring out what you want to focus on and what you want to learn. Absolutely. Okay. So there are some tips that um, we have that help you get started on that road to wellness too. What about tip number one? I guess this would be just trying to take a look at what you're spending. I know this is so hard, but why does this have to be probably the first step in this journey? Well, looking at your own spending is almost always the first step when you're trying to make any kind of financial change, because it really gives you insight into where you are now and what changes you want to make. So whether you're looking at a credit card statement, debit card, cash receipts, however it is that you tend to spend money, you want to do a deep dive into that spending. And, you know, you don't have to go too far back. Even if you just look at the last two weeks, month worth of spending, it can give you insight into some tweaks you want to make. Maybe you're spending on some things that you really aren't feeling the value of anymore. Maybe you can cut back in certain areas. And so I really think looking at that spending, it's such a good starting place. Okay. So start there, then move on to uh, maybe taking a look because obviously this is spending, you're paying to uh, get your credit card uh, paid off at some point, but is it the right idea to start with maybe that lowest credit card payment and just kind of plug away at that? Is that a good idea? You know, there's really two two schools of thought when it comes to paying off credit card debt. Some people really want to focus on the highest interest rate debt first. And that makes sense mathematically. It means that you're focusing on the debt that's costing you the most. But then the second school of thought, and I do think this resonates for a lot of people, is to pick your lowest amount of debt first and pay that off because it gives you a little bit of encouragement to feel like you're making progress. 
and you know you pay off that debt now you can turn to the next one and it just gives you that momentum and so you really need to pick the method that works best for you and that clicks with you but i have heard from a lot of people that it does help them feel motivated to just cross something off their list okay i love though that there are at least options it's not like you have to lock yourself into this one idea work with whichever one is best for you it sounds like that's great exactly oh, exactly and there are really helpful uh, calculators online whichever method you use that can help keep you on track so it doesn't have to all be in your head <laughs> that's even better <laughs> okay how about evaluate investments you know some of this may be an automatic thing through your work but is it still a time that maybe you just stop and say okay i'm doing this financial awareness thing so why not take a look at everything well, for a lot of people, reviewing your investments means your retirement savings because it's talking about long-term savings. And, you know, it is, there is a risk for a lot of us of just having those investments that's maybe automatic through work. And you just forget about it and you don't check in and you don't consider if anything needs to be rebalanced. And so this is really a reminder to set aside some time quarterly, at least annually, but for a lot of people quarterly, and just see where you are with your investments and consider if you need to make any changes or, or you know, alter anything. And so just checking in, just putting a note on your calendar to do that regularly is a really good idea. Yeah. And, and we're talking about five tips and five steps, basically. But all of these are super important in getting to where you want to be. I, I'm appreciating all of this so much. Here's an interesting one that I've read about that I didn't know about. If you're sitting on some medical bills and many people maybe from the last two years in particular, you can actually negotiate these. Tell me more about this. That's right. And I think huh. medical debt is getting a lot of attention these days because it is something that weighs so heavily on a lot of households. So if you find yourself in that situation, it is important to know that you can potentially negotiate and at least it doesn't hurt to ask. And so if you find this dragging you down and you owe money, you owe debt to a provider, call them and see if you can set up perhaps a payment plan. That's something that a lot of providers are open to. And you can work out some way to help you get out of that debt without it really hurting your finances long term. So I think negotiating is always a good idea. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, the worst case scenario is that they say no. So right. it's worth making that call. You know, I'm, I'm going to jump off that idea of negotiating or asking, you know, there's other bills I'm assuming we pay. I'm going to just throw at something like maybe cable or internet. Is that another one? Could you just call and say, hey, what can you do for me? Absolutely. It's always a good idea to make that call. And, you know, a lot of people might not feel comfortable making that phone call, but what you can do instead is communicate and make the same request through a different method. And so, for example, downloading the company's app and sending a chat message to the app is something that maybe you might feel more comfortable with. It's easy to make a request in writing. Email, social media requests also work. So however, uh, whatever method of communication feels most comfortable to you, that's how you can open up that negotiation conversation. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. And with so much social media and messaging and all of that, I mean, there's so many opportunities for people to at least start that conversation in the way they feel most comfortable. Exactly. And sometimes you, you want to be sure not to share personal information on social media. So yes. sometimes the company will immediately say, oh, let's take this to a direct message. But you're still opening that conversation and having it through social media. You just want to be sure you're not sharing anything that should be private in a public location. Very good. Finally, saving. 
And, you know, I think the bottom line is we all want to try to save some money somehow. So what do we do, Kimberly? Do we save for something? Do we automate savings? How, how do we best do this? Well, with savings, the first thing you want to check on is having an emergency fund. So do you already have that in place? And, you know, traditionally people say you want to have three to six months worth of expenses. That can seem so daunting. So maybe it means starting a little bit less, maybe save $1,000 or $2,000 before the end of the year. And, you know, we can do this by making small changes and even setting aside a few dollars a day it adds up by the end of six months, by the end of a year, and you can feel like you're making that progress. So emergency fund savings is number one priority, but then you can think about your other savings goals as well. Maybe you want to set money aside for, if you have children for their college, if, or maybe you want to go on a vacation or saving for a house down payment. So it's really about expressing what those goals are. And some people even like having labeled savings accounts within their bank accounts, just so they see them themselves putting money toward the specific goal. So that can help too. I love the idea of the separate savings accounts, whether, you know, at your bank, or if you're doing a savings account online where you've got the different pockets, that seems to make it very visual that you can understand that, wow, this is actually working toward my goal of savings. How about that? I think it's so helpful. And it can also be a way just to help keep you organized and on track. Automating those savings is something that works great for a lot of people. So you can just set up, hey, every month I want X amount transferred into this bank account that's labeled with this specific goal. And you just feel like you're making progress without having to manually do it every month. Yeah. And I, I love also taking the idea that you mentioned, say, set a goal, $1,000 for the year that you want to try to save. And if you break it down, it comes out to what, two or $3 a day. And it just seems so realistic then, doesn't it? It does. I am such a fan of breaking up these really big daunting goals into smaller steps because really these small amounts do add up over time. And so it can just help make it feel more manageable. And in the end, can we still have fun with this? <laughs> it has to be fun. I think it has to be fun for us to keep doing it. And so the key is really to find ways that this feels enjoyable to you. And, you know, some people find it really enjoyable to transfer that money into savings each month mm. or to see their, their debt getting paid off steadily. So you have to find whatever it is that gives you that sense of satisfaction with managing your money. And that way you want to keep doing it and you keep up all that great work. Oh, that's amazing. And hopefully we gave you five strong steps to help you get started, especially right now. You know, why not use the rest of this month, financial literacy month to uh, take that time and do it. Anything else that uh, we missed out as far as uh, what you would want to suggest for folks who are listening? I think one more thing to consider is how you can really leverage your own social network and your friends to help keep you on track. Oh, I know that for amazing. a lot of people just you know, sharing those goals publicly on Facebook or with friends, it can just help keep you engaged and help keep you on track. Sometimes when you say to a friend, hey, I've been trying to spend less and be more frugal, they say, oh, me too. We can strategize together. And it just helps. It makes it more fun. It helps keep you on track. So that can be a useful strategy as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Kimberly Palmer, personal finance expert with NerdWallet. It is just always terrific to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I'm Terry Barr, your host of the Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises, a new episode every Thursday. And we wish you good luck as uh, we are still in April and it is still Financial Literacy Month. Go get it, okay? We'll see you next week. <laughs>